Hi, everybody. Bob Rathbun here in Atlanta welcoming you to the podcast. He played for and coached under the legendary Morgan Wooten at DeMatha Catholic High School in Maryland. In 1987, he was hired by Mike Krzyzewski to join the Duke University Blue Devils coaching staff. And that began an amazing college coaching career. In 1995, he left Durham to become the head coach of Delaware, and then in 2000, became the head coach of the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame. And when he left South Bend, he left as the winningest coach in Notre Dame basketball history. His name is Mike Bray, and he'll join us on the podcast this week as we talk about his legendary coaching career in South Bend and college basketball and what's ahead for him in this coming season. All that with Mike in just a moment. Our Jersey Mike's news and notes for the week and one significant injury note this week. Mississippi State star forward Tolo Smith is out indefinitely, suffered a foot injury in practice this week. Uh, Tolu was outstanding last year. First team All-SEC, averaged close to 16 points, 8.5 rebounds, and led the Bulldogs to their first NCAA tournament appearance since 2019. But he's going to be out for a while. They are hoping to get him back in early January. They begin SEC play at South Carolina on January the 6th. But Tolu Smith is out indefinitely. We wish him a speedy recovery down in Starkville. My conversation with Mike Bray when we come back after this from Jersey Mike's. Once you get the meat and cheese for your sub freshly sliced right in front of you at Jersey Mike's, I'll tell you, there's no going back to anything else. That'd be like going back to dial-up internet. Am I connecting to space to order Jersey Mike's? Any day now. Okay, it's about to connect. What? Who picked up the phone? Nope, there's no going back once you see it freshly sliced at Jersey Mike's. A sub above. Well, what a pleasure it is to welcome in a dear friend to the podcast this week. The former Notre Dame head coach who's starting a new chapter in his life. But we want to talk about college basketball. We'll talk about the Hawks in a minute. But I'm joined by Mike Bray, who just ended the most successful coaching run in Notre Dame basketball history. 23 years, the winningest coach in fighting Irish history and now calls Atlanta home as he's taken on a role under Quinn Snyder as an assistant coach for the Hawks. Michael, it is good to see you, my friend. Man, great to be with you. And, Bob, can we make sure Digger Phelps hears this, you know, especially the line about the all-time winningest coach? Anyways, Bob, it's good to be reunited with you. You and I have spent a lot of time along the sidelines of ACC basketball, certainly me as an assistant at Duke, and then the Irish joining the league uh, not that long ago. But you're right, it's kind of a new challenge for me and amazingly energizing uh, being back on this side of it and being with Quinn Snyder, who I coached as a junior at, uh, at, at Duke back in 88. You know, I'm speaking of 88, I am watching TV the other day and what game comes on, but 1988, Cameron Indoor Stadium, Duke and NC State, and there's Quinn and Danny Ferry, and that whole great Duke team, you with Coach K, and I'm looking at NC State with Chucky Brown and Corciani and all these guys, and I'm like, wow. I'm having a flashback that we could not keep Corciani out of the lane, and they didn't even ball screen for him. <laughs> there wasn't even pick and roll back then, and it was hard to guard that guy. But, you know, I, I go back, and I was so fortunate. You know, I left Morgan Wooten in a high school position, and Mike K, I guess, wanted a younger guy back in – in uh, 87 and I got down there and 
was really fortunate to be around Mike. And then when I got to Durham, Quinn Snyder and Danny Ferry were running the team. They were the captains, even though Billy King would argue he was really the voice. <laughs> um, but it was really interesting to join at that time. And, you know, fortunately, I didn't screw things up too bad. We got on a, a pretty good run, you know, the eight years I was there. You left college basketball after the run at Notre Dame that we mentioned uh, just a few months ago as we speak. Um, college basketball in a very different place from the one you came into in yep. 1987. Your thoughts, Mike, about the state of the game as we get ready for the new season? Well, I do worry about it, Bob, and you and I have talked about this at a couple ACC games, you know, before I made the backdoor cut to the NBA, but... Uh, you know, it has changed a little bit. I guess I'm a little bit of an old guard, old school guy. Um, certainly the transfer portal, even though they put a few more guardrails on it, I saw just yesterday or this week as far as the windows. And the name, image, and likeness has gotten to be a real hard thing to manage. And, and, I, and I worry a little bit. I'm hopeful with Governor Baker in a new leadership position with the NCAA and probably over the next year or two, probably gonna blow up some things or really drastically try and change and get a hold of some things that can keep college athletics and college basketball so good. It's such a great thing. There's only, March Madness is March Madness, man. I mean, we own March, college basketball. I'm still saying we, it's taken me a while, but, <laughs> but, uh, but, but I, I think, you know, we're at a crossroads a little bit. And if you talk to, some of the guys that have been in it a long time, like myself, they're concerned. Um, uh, I don't know what to advise some of the younger guys in the profession, you know, but um, it still beats a real job, Bob. There's no question about it. We are compensated handsomely. We all know what we signed up for. But I'm hoping maybe over the next year or two with help from Congress, because I think there is an awareness of keeping it somewhat pure and student-athlete um, and, and new leadership in Governor Baker. Can we get this thing back on the guardrails a little bit? The one thing that I'm not sure fans can totally appreciate, they hear it, but I don't think they live it 24-7 like a coach does. But just speak to, not, not Notre Dame in particular, but just the, the college uh, game in itself as a head coach, as an assistant coach. The pressures of roster management. You've got a player could transfer at halftime of a game. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? You're looking at the portal all the time. You've got NIL. Plus, you've got academics. You've got your season. You've got your fans, your benefactors. All this going on. I mean, my God, heaven. It's it's a lot, and you know it's it's really only twenty percent basketball. And when Quinn and I talked about joining him here, the one thing he said, he said, "Mike, you're going to really enjoy this because it's all basketball." And for five months, it's been really cool and energizing for me to be with the Hawks and do basketball from eight thirty in the morning until two, and then come off and and talk more basketball. Um, there's no question. You, you know, the phrase we used to use, we battle for their hearts and minds every day. And even more so in the college game now with the portal, 
Um, certainly with NIL agents being now involved, we we tried to keep them out. That only there was a rule against them not being around. They somehow got around before NIL, but man, did we open the doors. So handling a young man's psyche through the course of his career, especially let's say maybe a freshman year when he's not playing as much as he thought because he's just not ready mm-hmm. and he's not old enough and he's not tough enough. Managing the people around him to understand the big picture and the long game has gotten really, really difficult. And actually to the point where, you know, I told my assistants at Notre Dame a couple years ago, my one assistant came in and he's Brian Humphrey. And he said, Mike, you know, every morning I read the Bible and I check the portal. I said, change that order. (laughs) Because not only for guys we want to pick off, I used to come in some mornings and go, are any of our guys in? Because they don't have to come and see you anymore and talk right. about, hey, coach, I want to leave and, and all. So it, it's, it's, it, it, it got to be exhausting. You know, we went through COVID, too, on the back end mm-hmm. of that, managing that. But um, just the roster management now, and you just don't get to do enough basketball. I, I, I have felt, and I've told a lot of coaches, they said, what's it like? I said, it's been professional development down here. For five months and we never took enough time in college to say hey our staff is going to we're going to go for away for a weekend and and talk hoops because there was always a kid coming from chicago to visit unofficially there was always a benefactor that development called and said hey mike this guy may give us money yep bring him over there was always something that kept you from basketball and i really feel i got stale my last couple years it's been amazingly refreshing I was actually talking to Tom Crean this morning. He goes, I go, Tom, it's professional development. You know, Quinn gets up on the marker board, and again, he is a brilliant basketball mind. But he gets up and does stuff on the whiteboard, and I go, I've been in the game 40 years. I never thought of that. You know, so um, that, that's been a real interesting and exciting, energizing part of it. And I think college guys, they just, the merry-go-round keeps coming at you the next class, the next recruiting trip. The next, and, and you, it's it's hard to get that pause to, you know, get better as a coach or take a deep breath. I know what they've done a little bit, and I tip my cap to Craig Robinson. I think we do have a great leader uh, at, at the NABC now, and the board is great with some of the veterans on trying to get some more dead periods where there's a little bit more um, health with you know, especially those first two weeks of August, we get off the road, guys leave and go home after summer school. Can we just take a breath and not have three kids visiting the next week? Fellas, can we just tone it down a little bit? So I think there's an awareness and, and, um, but I think burnout's real. Burnout is real. There's no question. You know, when the smoke finally cleared at the end of our season, I was like, okay, I I am thoroughly burnt. I'm burnt out a little bit. You know, the routine of it coming at you. And um, that's, I think, the thing you got to be careful of um, with college. Now I'm in a new, you know, kind of phase. And there's a, you know, everything's been new to me. Summer league was new. Training camp right now is new. Exhibition games is new. You've been coaching me up on, (laughs) on, on how this thing goes. And so that's really, really been refreshing. But, uh, actually that that you don't get to do more basketball as a college basketball coach i think 
is a little sad and, and, and it hurts it a little bit right now. Maybe we can swing it back in a couple years. Okay, let's shift gears. I'll ask it this way. What was the coolest thing about coaching at Notre Dame or just being at Notre Dame? You know, the, the power of the brand, I, I, you know, knew of Notre Dame. I, I just, my mind was blown on how the brand, like the Yankee brand, like the Cowboys brand, just is worldwide. And to this day, I'm so proud when, you know, people here in Atlanta, I'm new to Atlanta, come up and go, hey, hey, the, you're the Notre Dame coach. And, you know, like, God, that, that's really it was really powerful because the, the university, it's an amazing place. Um, I, I'm, I was fully aligned with the mission. You know, there's a, they're a little old school. We had a class miss policy, you know, there was, uh, you know, there was academic probation that was, um, you know, maybe a little easier to get on than other places we come, but I believed in it, you know, and the kids we ended up getting Jay Bellis said it about three or four years ago after he goes, you know, the guys you get, the Chris Quinns, the Ben Hansboroughs, Pat Connaughton's, you can have a beer with them after they graduate. And Bob, I have, because there's been 78 of them. Get this, wow. 23 seasons, 78 guys have come through. Those are sons. Those are yes. your sons out there. And, you know, we, 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 did, we had one one and done. We only had three guys leave early for the pros. I got a bunch of guys in Europe, but they all have their degrees. 12 guys playing in Europe. They're all graduates, and I've watched the evolution of they hit the wall and they go, Coach, it's time for me to use the degree. I go, where do you want to live? Because the Notre Dame alumni base and network, or cult if you want to refer to it, because <laughs> it runs deep, they're everywhere in the world and we can connect them. So that has been um, that, that has been cool. You know, I, I watch the football weekends from afar now, and I enjoy them more because all I did was run around with recruits all weekend. But the energy was great. And and still, obviously, there's a I got to speak to the Notre Dame club here in November of Atlanta. And I'll gladly get out with them. And, um, you know, but and they'll probably ask me, Coach, why didn't you play more than seven guys? I mean, why wasn't your rotation deeper? You know, did you should have played more zone? All the good stuff, Bob. <laughs> yeah, we only had 10 guys. <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Well, Mike, this has been awesome. I know Notre Dame fans fans worldwide will enjoy this uh and and i speak for them uh to say thank you for everything that you did not only for notre dame but for the game of college basketball because nobody loves it more gave more and had more success so congratulations well i appreciate you bob i look forward to uh running a race with the hawks let's go win this darn thing and go irish hey that's it for this week please like and Rate and review our podcast. We're available on platforms wherever you get your podcasts. We talk college basketball for the men and the women here 52 weeks out of the year and would love to have you join us. Until next week, Bob Rathman from all of us at the Naismith Awards saying so long.